sitting in the stands down the first base line Thursday at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, I was feeling like a real fan in my white Mariners jersey with geek wire emblazoned on the back, Louisville Slugger baseball glove, Mariners spring training hat circa 2007, my white Felix Hernandez socks, and my noise-canceling headphones on my head attached via cord to my portable AM-FM radio, which was perched between the seats in front of me for optimal reception. That's when the guy a few seats to my left turned my way and made a humbling observation. Are you going to cosplay that Bartman guy? That's right, he wondered if I was cosplaying as Steve Bartman. You may remember Bartman as the unfortunate Cubs fan in the hat and headphones at the 2003 National League Championship Series who deflected a ball that might otherwise have been caught by Cubs outfielder Moises Alou. Reaching into the stands and couldn't get it. He's riveted with a fan. If you've seen the video or a picture or watched the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on the Steve Bartman incident, as it's now known, You'll have a sense for what I looked like in the stands on Thursday at the Mariners game. But this was not cosplay. This was a tech test. Coming up on the GeekWire podcast, we pit old-fashioned terrestrial radio against newfangled digital audio streams for play-by-play in the stands. Then we debate pros and cons of baseball analytics and robot umpires. And in our final segment, we experience the highs and the lows of Amazon's latest retail technology at the Tech Giants' hometown stadium. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. Stay with us for a special episode, GeekWire at the Ballpark. I wanted a career in IT, but I didn't know where to start. WGU makes it simple. Their accredited online degree programs cover all kinds of IT specialties, and they have valuable industry certifications built in at no extra cost. The payoff? Having those certs back up my degree makes me look even better to future employers. A nonprofit university that includes top industry certs in their programs? I choose WGU. Learn more at wgu.edu backslash IT certs included. I like baseball, but I'm a real fan of multi-sensory experiences, especially seeing something live and simultaneously having somebody talking in your ears, pointing things out that you might otherwise miss. At a modern-day baseball game, there is so much happening in the stands, on the scoreboard, through the PA system, among the people around you, it's easy to lose track of what's happening on the field. Of course, longtime baseball fans know the solution. You bring your transistor radio to the game, maybe with some headphones, and you follow along with the help of the play-by-play announcer and color commentator up in the booth. Nowadays, there are several apps that make this easier, ostensibly, offering the ability to stream the audio of a game on your smartphone. In an ideal world, the experience of listening to the game via your phone in the stands would be something like this. Base, 1-0 Guardians. McKenzie looks in, has a side. Here's the stretch and the 1-1 on the way. Swing and a high. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 so going back to the winning track with quite this one is That was me and other members of the GeekWire team on an outing on Thursday afternoon 
cheering the Seattle Mariners as Mitch Haniger hit a three-run homer to give the home team what would prove to be an insurmountable lead in the bottom of the first inning against the Cleveland Guardians on Thursday. But in reality, I synced up that audio snippet of Mariners radio play-by-play announcer Rick Riz afterward. Anyone streaming the audio live in the stadium from the MLB app, TuneIn, or the 710 Seattle Sports Radio app on their smartphones wouldn't have heard Riz make that call for at least another 30 seconds, given the delay in the audio stream. Now, this has bugged me for a while. I've tried this out a few times. My ideal scenario would be to go to the game with a family member or a buddy who also wanted to have the play-by-play on in the background. And sitting next to each other, we could each have one AirPod in one ear, listening to the live stream from our phones and chatting in between pitches, almost like we were hanging out on the couch together, except the game would be live in real life in front of us. But the delay makes the phrase live stream a misnomer and renders this hypothetical scenario completely laughable. Testing it out during the game on Thursday, the stream from my phone was typically about two pitches behind the action on the field. I had a similar experience the last time I tried this at the ballpark a few years ago, so this time I was prepared. I brought an AMFM portable digital transistor radio purchased on Amazon the day before for about $22. Sure enough, good old-fashioned terrestrial radio saved the day. There was a slight delay in the broadcast, but only a few seconds between the action on the field and the words of the announcers reaching my ears. It was certainly workable, much better than the live stream, and in that way, an interesting example of old technology beating new. I have a few theories about the reasons for the difference, including network latency in the live stream or extra advertising as another possibility, but I was not able to get an answer in time for this episode. I'll see if I can find out, and feel free to let me know your ideas and theories at todd at geekwire.com. In the meantime, I will be perfecting my Steve Bartman cosplay in the stands. Anybody who appreciates listening to the play-by-play while watching a live game is okay by me. Coming up, what we would change about the modern-day baseball experience. This GeekWire podcast is sponsored in part by Yale University Press. Are you concerned about the rise of AI and how it will impact our society? Every day, artificial intelligence presents us with urgent ethical challenges. How do we harness this extraordinary technology to empower rather than oppress? Nigel Shadbolt and Roger Hampson have written a how-to for building ethical machine intelligence. Their new book, As If Human, Ethics and Artificial Intelligence, is now available wherever books are sold. Back at T-Mobile Park on Thursday afternoon, the game was moving along at a rapid pace, already in the top of the eighth inning, a little more than two hours after the first pitch. This reflects a variety of measures by Major League Baseball in recent years to speed up the pace of play. But as I moved over in the stands to sit next to my colleague, GeekWire co-founder John Cook, he had some very specific ideas about how to improve things even more. You can only get three pitching changes per game. That's it. You can't get, you don't do lefty, righty matchup. You don't do any of this. 
you just get three changes. And it would have helped the Mariners this week because we had our pitcher, Kirby, this week, who was pitching a hell of a game against the Nationals. And for some reason, they looked at probably the analytics of it, right? And they're like, oh, we got to bring in our relievers. Well, they bring them, they bring them in, and what they do? They lost the game. No, you gotta, you gotta play the momentum of a person who's doing very well at something. You don't take somebody out who's doing really well. So I think they sub in and out pitchers too frequently, and they use too much analytics to determine who should be pitching or not. And I think it would be better for the game. It would speed it up. So that's my rant. My rant is the music. It's too loud, man. I guess that means oh, I'm too old. Well, here's here's the deal. Again, I'm gonna sound like too much of a soccer person. You go to a soccer game, the music, the sound, the energy of the game is generated by the fans, not piped in by some gigantic sound system. You know? There's no there's no like playlist for a soccer match. It's the it's the energy and the feel of the game and what the crowd can produce. And the cheers or the music, right? Yes, yes. So, but that's never going to change. What about see where we're sitting here and you're looking at the field? And, you know, you could almost envision a screen right in front of us. Not a visible screen, but like an AR augmentation of what's happening from our vantage point. We're in the first section down the first baseline, and it's just like we're just slightly elevated to the field. Would you want augmented reality to say, okay, this guy is one for three in his last four at-bats. And well, we've got this thing. gigantic scoreboard that largely fulfills that need for me. I, I guess you got to turn could, your attention. Yeah, though. yeah. I could, I could see some value there. I, I, I like the idea of like getting more data and like, hey, where's this, uh, where's this runner on first base? Where's he from? You know, what's his background? That would be kind of be, be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be open to that. I'll tell you what I'm ready for though. I'm ready to replace the umps. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's time to go to the AI, you know. I mean, I know you're a tennis fan, and and I am as well, and we've seen this in tennis where in a lot of major tournaments, there is still an umpire who sits and watches and and makes calls about the match, but but the lines are not called by humans in a lot of tournaments, and I think that's, yeah. Yeah, okay. they've largely moved to an AI-based system where it's all robotics. And you can challenge and see where it comes out, but, like, I think that's the that's a good system. They should put it in place for baseball, what they've done in tennis. Here's the thing, though. You and I are both big fans of John Boy, the YouTube channel, where if they didn't have the human element of the umpires in that channel, it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining. So isn't there something to be said for the... <laughs> value of human faults, human errors. Yes. At least we're in entertainment. True, but I think you'll still find that in games. Because you have people that are, the players are still going to make, you know, goofs and gaffes and miscues. There's enough of that still in the game. It's good to take it out of the hands of of the ump. You want another rant about this? Of course. Okay. I'm a huge negative on the retractable roof on this stadium. Oh, come on. I think it is ridiculous. I think it was a waste of money. I don't think it rains ever hard enough to cancel a game in Seattle. It's all a fan convenience, and it's rarely, rarely used. Please. You like it? I like the roof. I like the fact that you can come and 
know that it's not going to get rained out. It's never, you know how it rains in Seattle, it sprinkles. It rains more in Washington, D.C. and Boston than it rains here. They don't have retractable roofs. You, and it really not, rains there. It, it's, you, it rains so enough wait, to rain out a, a do game. You, do you oppose the retractable roof on principle or on the fact that you don't like the experience of being in the stadium with the retractable oh, I, roof? I actually don't mind being in the... I, I, think it, I think it was an unnecessary expense for this city. That's my, that's my point. I don't, I, don't think it was, I don't think it's used nearly enough. Um, and when it is used, it's not used because the game might be canceled. It's used because the fans don't want to get a little drizzle on them. Yeah. Well, who cares? It's, it's still I, I bet they could play 90% of their, 90% of, 90% of their games still here. Okay. okay. That's my point. So another rant for you. All right. I'm sure if you keep talking to me here, Todd, I'll come up with a few more. That's good. All right. <laughs> see, I would like the idea of augmented reality. I, 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 I could yeah, see like, I a, like a okay. thin film here. Yeah. I mean, I would like to know more about this picture. You can't really see his name there. I got to look up there, and I'm like, where's the picture on the big screen? I don't really know. Who, oh, it's Brash. Okay, he's got 5.2. Is that his ERA? Okay. Where's he from? I, I always like to know where these players are from and what yeah. their background is. I mean, that's my big thing. It's like, well, how long has he been in the majors? So, you know, like a little more history on each player. So would be cool to like, if I could do that and dig in on who he is, that would be cool. Well, what you're saying really is that you'd like the sweet voice of Rick Riz whispering in your ear. I actually do like the so, role that announcers play at a game. So that's what I was doing over there. I was trying to stream the game through yeah. the different apps. I could have told you that's not possible. It's possible. Is it, it works. You, you get it, but you it's about... You can't sink it. No, it's about 30 seconds to yeah, a minute late. But here's the thing. I also brought my radio. I brought my transistor radio. But that doesn't sink no, either. That, no, that's, it's, it's, so, it's close enough. Is it? So okay. the problem with the streaming on the app is it's so far behind you're, yeah. you're lost it's multiple pitches behind but on the oh there he is all right it's a left easy field. catch easy catch um, here's my but i i gotta if i listen to an announcer with a game i gotta be absolutely insane i'll tell you one of my favorite soccer bars in the seattle area if that if that sound is not 100 100 sync with the play I, I go I go off the wall. I, it drives me off the wall. And maybe baseball's a little yeah. different because the pacing's different, so it doesn't matter, and you're getting all this other data and color. But I don't know. I really like it to be 100% synced. So if somebody could come up with a way to get the in-game experience. You know, I think it is that golf or tennis matches, they provide, you know, those special headphones, and you go around and you can listen to the oh, broadcast. Really? And I wonder if they could, like, provide just headphones that you could come in and get tuned in directly to the broadcast without any delay. That would well, be cool to me. I mean, it's such a small market of people that would want it. Right. Um, I've noticed up in the concourse, they do pipe in the radio, and that seems closer to me to real time. So I bet it is. To your point, if yeah. they had a specialized system inside the stadium, but I agree. I think that I'm kind of a, this is a bit of a throwback. You know what I'm saying? But I really like the idea, if you're going to a game, to watch the game. Ooh, base hit. This, oh, runners on first and second. They, this, they're they not could, in a they bit could, of a, they could add, Yeah, they could take the lead here. Starting to is, get, it's actually this, starting to get a little a, exciting. This is a key series. This is a really yes. a key series here. So I like the idea of if you truly are coming to watch the game and not socialize, which, I mean, socialize, fine. 
but of having somebody sort of narrate the action for you in front of you. I like that. I like that idea. My ideal would be you come with somebody who's into baseball, but you also want to talk, like my buddy Ken and I, if you wanted to do that. One person wears an AirPod in one ear, and one person wears an AirPod in the other. And in between you, you can talk and hear, but you're also both hearing the broadcast. That would be the ideal to me. Well, yeah, I, I got to say I was at the game earlier this week with a huge Mariners fan, uh, Jeff Sears of Talent Reach. And he's got, uh, you know, nice seats here. And he's so knowledgeable about the game. And it is, it's actually really fun to go to a game with somebody that knows a lot about baseball, a lot of the rules, a lot of the players. Because you just ask them, oh, here comes those Bomberos! <laughs> I lost John there to the excitement of the Mariners' bullpen. But there's still one more technology experiment to share before we close out the final innings of this episode. Amazon's attempt to reinvent retail comes to the ballpark. That's next. Welcome back to our special episode of the GeekWire podcast, recorded on location this week at T-Mobile Park, home of the Seattle Mariners. Of course, one of the worst parts of going to any professional sports game is waiting in line for a beverage or a snack and missing a pivotal play on the field. But this is one of the locations where Amazon offers its Just Walk Out technology at a grab-and-go food and beverage store called Walk-Off Market, which opened at T-Mobile Park earlier this year near Section 126 behind Home Plate. You can enter either by swiping a credit card or scanning your palm if you've already registered with the Amazon One system. The overhead cameras and sensors then track you through the store to see what you pick up and take and automatically charge your card afterward. Since I had already registered my palm and credit card with Amazon One at the Amazon Go store at the company's headquarters back in 2020, I was able to enter the store at T-Mobile Park this week just by hovering my palm over the sensor. I headed straight for the large refrigerators in the back, but then I was stopped by a worker who asked to see my ID. Too bad it doesn't know from my palm that I'm 21. That would be cool. I understand that there are liquor laws that come into play here, but if I'm gonna give Amazon my biometrics, it would be great if the system could just know that I'm well over the age of 21 and somehow allow me to pass into the beer section without needing to also produce my ID. There's some customer feedback there for the folks over in the day one tower on the Amazon campus. At any rate, after pondering the very large selection of beer, I made my choice and then grabbed a Mariner dog from the hot case. Before exiting, I opened my beer can, per another worker's instructions. They don't want fans to be able to use an unopened beer can as a projectile from the stands. Even with that, and with getting carded, the whole experience took about two and a half minutes. That's it. It easily could have been less than a minute if I'd spent less time selecting my beer. My colleagues Kurt Schlosser and Taylor Soper put together a full video and story when the walk-off market opened, and you can find a link in the show notes on this episode. But I do have an important postscript to add about that hot dog, which Taylor and I discussed when we were back in the stands on Thursday afternoon. So that, that, that hot dog was stale. <laughs> we're still thinking about that. I mean, really, I couldn't finish it. Like, I couldn't justify the calories. I think you've discovered one of the downsides of the grab-and-go, which is people don't know that 
it exists or how it works really and so maybe they're going there to get a drink but they don't know that you can actually get food and that food probably sits there for a while, quite a while okay podcast fans that is the ball game i'm geekwire co-founder todd bishop thanks for listening to the geekwire podcast the gates of t-mobile park are now closed at this time we ask that you make your way to the nearest exit thank you for attending we look forward to seeing you again soon at